You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1221. Well, now all of a sudden, the year is 2023, we have a lot of low interest mortgages that have been taken out by homeowners. And now values in many markets, most markets, I'd say virtually all, with the exception maybe of a couple, are going down. Okay, and now this is what the opportunity of a lifetime is. Okay, so you have many people who may have refinanced the last two years. They may have bought the last two years. And we are going to find a lot of people who are selling good properties, good areas that do not have a lot of equity. And when you don't have a lot of equity or you don't have any of equity and you try to sell your property the traditional way, you are going to be in for a surprise. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Today, we're going to talk about subject to financing, one of my favorite wealth building strategies. I've made a ton of money with this, and so have my clients. And so before I jump in today's show, you want to check me out in one of my favorite Facebook groups, go ahead and check out the Wholesaling Inc. Facebook group. You can go to wholesalingincgroup.com. Go in there, at Todd Toback. I mean, can't guarantee I'll respond, but uh, I'm in there often and would love to interact with you and chat and hear about your deals, your successes, your challenges, and love to connect. So see you in there. All right, so let's talk about subject to financing. I can tell you that the traditional way of buying real estate, either you know finding a rental property and you know putting down twenty percent, qualifying with a bank, having the document, endless pieces of paperwork to buy a property, is the traditional way to do it. Hey, and if you can qualify and you can get a loan and uh, you can make that happen, go ahead and do that. Right? I, I think that's a great strategy. I think that you will hit a point. Well, I know that you will hit a point where the banks will no longer finance you. And this, what I'm going to talk about today, is far superior to bank financing. Okay, What I'm going to talk about today is non-conventional. You are unlimited in the amount of deals that you can do. You do not have to qualify for banks. You're never going to have your credit checked if you do it the way that I'm going to show you how to do this. And you are going to protect your credit and shield yourself from personal liability. Today's episode is all about wealth-busting deals, right? By busting, I mean that your bank account will explode, or should I say your net worth will explode if you listen to what I'm talking about today. This strategy is very timely because the market was so hot in 2022, or at least the first three quarters, you could still do these deals, but they were going to be fewer and farther in between these deals. Right now, the market is primed, and I'm talking primed, prime time (laughs) to do these types of deals. I'm going to explain what it is and why the time to do these deals is right now. So let's backtrack here uh, four or five years ago, and I'm going to explain where the market is. We were at historically low interest rates for a very, very, very long time since, I don't know, 2011 or 2012. And we have had a lot of mortgages originated as low as 2%, 3%, 4%, 5%. I mean, that, those are very, very, very low rates historically. And these loans have been in place and people have not uh, had to sell their properties 
with any kind of worry about not having equity in their properties because prices since 2012 have gone up considerably month after month after month after month after month, with the exception maybe in a small little dip in 2018 for a few months. And so the idea of a seller trying to sell a property that didn't have that much equity in it was not a consideration because interest rates were really low, prices were going up. Well, now all of a sudden, the year is 2023, we have a lot of low interest mortgages that have been taken out by homeowners. And now values in many markets, most markets, I'd say virtually all, with the exception maybe of a couple, are going down. Okay, and now this is what the opportunity of a lifetime is. Okay, so you have many people who may have refinanced the last two years. They may have bought the last two years. And we are going to find a lot of people who are selling good properties, good areas that do not have a lot of equity. And when you don't have a lot of equity or you don't have any of equity and you try to sell your property the traditional way, you are going to be in for a surprise. Okay, so when you close, or you meet with your real estate agent and you're thinking about selling a property, you get this thing called a CD, a closing disclosure, right? That's what the title company gives you. And sometimes your real estate agent will give you this piece of paper where it's an estimated net, right? A estimated net proceeds agreement, what you are going to net from a sale. And so after a seller has to, if they don't have any equity to begin with, they're very little, and they're going to have to put their property on the market. They're going to have closing costs. They're going to have holding costs. They're going to have real estate commissions. You know, they're going to have to pay transfer tax and title insurance. You can like take close, close to 10% right off the top for a traditional home seller, right? So you need basically 10% equity pretty much to break even, okay? And I'm telling you, that's like a sticker shock for most homeowners. So if you had a house, you thought it was worth 300, all of a sudden now it's only worth 270, which is not a huge market, right? And now you owe 265, you thought you had $35,000 in equity. Well, now all of a sudden you're going to net 220, 230 at a closing, right? Or not that much of a dip or 240, 250 after closing and you owe 265, you're in trouble, right? You are in trouble. Now, most people don't have 10K to pay to get out of a property. Okay. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Or they don't want to pay 10K to get out of a property or they want to sell their property right now. They want an instant sale. And so that's why this is the time. Here's the beauty of the strategy. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to show you how to do big, fat, juicy deals that are going to build your net worth. You can make cash off these two, but you're not going to have to use your credit. You're not going to have to have a large down payment, right? Little to no down payment. You're not going to have personal liability if you do it the way that I'm showing you how to do this. And you don't need experience, all right? And best of all, you could do these on nice properties in nice areas. Okay, so let's take Joe Blow. And Joe Blow, great guy. He's got a new job in Texas. He lives in Florida. And let's just have that deal where he thought his house was worth 300000 He owed, let's say, two sixty-five. The value of that house went down from three hundred dollars to two seventy-five. dollars Nothing crazy, right? Nothing crazy. Imagine if it went down even more. And now he has a loan on this property. Let's say it's a nice 4% loan on this house, and he owes two sixty-five. dollars He meets with a real estate agent and says, hey, I'd like to sell my house. She says, great. I think this thing will sell for $275. Here are the real estate commissions. Here are the closing costs. Here is what you owe. You, Mr. Joe Blow, I'm so happy for you. I'm going to sell your house for $275. The only thing is you have to come to the closing with $10,000. Well, Mr. Joe Blow has $10,000 in credit card debt. He's upside down his cars. He has $2,500 in the bank of which he will need to use to buy a moving truck 
to uh, Texas from Florida, and he doesn't have 10K and needs to get out of his house right now. That's where you come in. Okay, now, most likely the seller is like, what am I going to do, right? I'm SOL, I'm up a river. Uh, another real estate agent's not going to give him another answer. Maybe they might have listed the property in hopes to get that $300,000. Seller calls you. Okay, let's pretend like there's no real estate agent in the picture now. Seller's given up and they are ready to go. Hey, Todd, uh, I'd like to sell my property. Uh, here's what I owe. Here's what it's worth, right? Here's the payment. I'm saying, Mr. Seller, okay, so what I see here is that you owe 265. Your mortgage payment is 4%, right? Your, and by the way, these are rough numbers here, right? I see here that you uh, your payment is uh, roughly uh, thirteen or twelve or thirteen hundred dollars a month, including PITI, right? Property that's uh, the payment, the principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, right? Principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. They call that PITI. So the PITI is around thirteen hundred bucks uh, a month. Uh, they owe two sixty five. Property is worth maybe two seventy five, and uh, you need to go. Seller Joe Blow needs to go to Texas from Florida. So of course they want cash, doesn't every seller, right? But I'm going to say, and this is a, a term that I le- learned from Jack Miller. I say, hey, listen, what if, I'm not saying I could, but what if I could give you 2,500 bucks to move and I'm going to take over the payments on this property, okay? And I could do that immediately, okay? I'll take over the payments on this property. You're going to deed me the property. I'm going to give you 2,500 bucks. You're off to Texas and you sell me the property. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means now that I get legal ownership of that property. I have the deed. That means that the existing loan, let's pretend like it's, I don't know, from Bank of America, stays in that seller's name, right? We do not tell the bank that we're transferring the property. We just go through a title company. We transfer the property to me. I tell the seller this. I will then make the payments, right, from my checking account to the bank and leave that existing loan in place. I'm not assuming it. I'm not taking on the risk. I'm not taking on the liability. I just make those payments every single month. Okay. Seller goes to Texas. I now get this property and I fill it with a tenant, right? A tenant. And I now rent it for 18, 19, $2,000 a month. Now, as you see, why would the seller do this? Well, well, I'll come back to that in a second. And the seller will do this. Some, I don't need everybody. I'm going to make money four ways here. Okay. Number one, by the way, remember, the seller didn't have a lot of options. All the cash buyers, they're like, you know, they're coming like, sorry, I can't do anything here, right? They're walking away from this deal, but not you. You see the opportunity in the market here, okay? So the four ways that you're going to make money. Number one, amortization. Amortization is the loan pay down. So you, you basically paid for all uh, intents and purposes, 265 for the property because you took over the existing loan of 265 plus you gave the seller 2500 bucks, right? 267, 5. Maybe you used a title company and got title insurance and so add another 1500 bucks there. So you basically let's call it uh 270. All right? Property's worth 275. Great. You've got 5k in equity, right? Now, of course, when you sell, you're going to have all those closing costs. So just be aware of that. But now, that loan, let's pretend like it's 3 years old. Every single month that you own this thing, that loan balance is going to be going down. So you're going to rent it And you could do other things with this, but you're going to pay that loan down every single month. So the first year, it's going to be about, I don't know, $200 a month. So at the end of the year, you pay it down 20, uh, you know, 2,500 bucks or $2,500 the first year. The second year, maybe you're paying it down a little bit more. Maybe it's 3,500 bucks, another 35. The next year, you pay it down a little bit more. Maybe it's 4,500. 
right? So three years, you've got 10 grand. Now, by the way, this starts to accelerate, right? Maybe year five, it's, you know, 5,500 and 6,500. This is just rough numbers, but let's just say at the end of five years now, you've paid this sucker down about $25,000. The next five years, you're going to probably pay it down another 50 because that accelerates. Okay. So this is, this could be a 10 year play. So now you've got $75,000 in loan pay down. That's how you're making money every single month. Who's paying that? The tenant is paying that every single month. The next thing that's going to happen though is appreciation. So that property, like right now we're kind of in the soft market, right? Prices are going down a little bit, but over 10 years, that property is most likely going to double in value over 10 years. So in five years, maybe it went up, I don't know, you know, an average of 3% a year, right? So take a look. And again, these are rough numbers. Let's say it went up $15,000. Over 10 years, we may see that it, that property doubles, right? Because we're going to go through these different cycles. Maybe that property is worth 400, 500. I don't know, depending on the market that you're in. If you're in a more volatile market, you're going to see it double. If you're in the Midwest, you know, you're going to maybe see it go up by 50% over a 10-year period. Who cares, right? Is that you are going to make a ton of money on this property. So let's add this up. So basically you got $75,000 in appreciation. Let's say on that property, we're conservative and it goes up $150,000 in value over, over 10 years. $150,000 in value over 10 years, plus you pay down $75,000 to 25. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, Todd, that's not exactly right. These are like just you know quick and dirty numbers, all right? But that $225,000 from one deal, one deal. Okay, but I'm not done yet. Okay, because now you own this property and now it's a rental property. You get depreciation. You get a tax break for owning this. And so let's assume for a second, and I'm again, these are just estimates, that you will get a $3,000 tax break every year, $4,000 tax break every year for owning this property. And that's very realistic, which when I mean deduction, so basically you're going to get about $2,000 back on your taxes because you owned it over 10 years. That's like a 20 grand tax deduction, right? So we got we got the 75 plus we got the other 25k in tax break. We're looking at 100 plus maybe 100 and uh, the appreciation. I mean, it's good enough. The return on this is good enough. <laughs> and then on top of that, you've got the cash flow, right? So you're making cash flow on this property every single month. Now, at first, it's not that high, right? You may have a vacancy or may have to turn it over the first couple of years, right? You're making four or five hundred bucks a month. That's year one, right? That's six thousand dollars, but cut that in half because of repairs, so it's only three thousand dollars. The next year. You're going to raise rents, right? Maybe you make $4,000. The next year you raise rents again, right? Maybe the next year you make $5,000. And so over a 10-year period, guess what? Now you're probably making about $10,000 a year in cash flow. You add that all up. This thing is like close to $300,000 in profit, okay? And again, that's $150,000 in increase in value. That's appreciation. You got the loan pay down. Let's call that 75. So that's uh, 225. You got your tax breaks, right? Which I talked about. Let's call it $25,000 over a 10 year period. That's 250, right? And then you got your cash flow. Okay. So I'm talking about, you know, between 250 and $300,000 from one deal that you paid little to no money down a nice house in a nice area with great tenants. How many times could you do that deal? Okay. That's all I have to ask you. Now, you might say, Todd, why would a seller do this? Most sellers, not all sellers, but most sellers, most people, the majority of the US population is not what we call credit conscious, meaning that a potential objection would be like, hey, what about my credit, right? If, if, if you don't make this loan payment, my credit's going to go down the tubes. 
Well, first of all, you are going to make the payment, right? Right? Because that's how you get referrals and people are going to know about you. And if the seller owns multiple properties, maybe they could sell a few to you that way. But the truth is most people do not understand the credit system. They don't care to know their credit system. They're more worried about how much beer they're going to drink on the weekend and planning a party and their big screen TV and the credit card and all this other stuff, right? And so because of that, the question may not come up with greater than 50% of the people who you talk to who are upside down their property. If someone gives you a credit objection, like what about my credit? They're probably not going to do the deal with you. And that's okay, right? That's just part of the business, right? And so I'm not going to try to convince anyone to do that, even though I'm going to continue to make those payments. The other part about this is that most people, again, they think about the now. And so what they want is that 2,500 bucks. They want that 2,500 bucks now and to move to Texas more than they're worried about, let's say, maintaining control of that loan, which could potentially negatively affect the credit if you didn't pay, but you are going to pay. <laughs> so it's a non-issue, all right? By the way, if you're not gonna pay, don't do this deal, okay? I'll repeat that. If you're not gonna pay, don't do this deal because you could, if you didn't pay, ruin that person's credit. Now, the benefit is this is not going to affect your credit. By the way, if you do make that payment, it's going to be a credit neutral, meaning that if they were on time before and you keep paying on time, the credit's going to remain the same that it was before all factors remaining equal. Okay. If the seller was not making payments, right? By the way, sometimes actually is the case more than not. They may have a couple of 30-day lates on there, or maybe they stop making payments or they're planning on walking away altogether right? Well, now you're actually going to improve their credit situation. And so that's uh, what I find more often than not. Okay. And so uh, a portion of sellers will absolutely do these. Now I have done a ton of these deals. My top clients have done a ton of the deals and you can do these too. Now I'll talk a little bit about the due on sale clause. So there is something in most loan documents called the due on sale clause, which says that if you sell a property to somebody that without paying off the loan, that the bank has the right to call that property uh, the loan due, meaning that they have the right to call the loan balance in full to be paid back to the bank. And that's pretty standard across all standard loans. I can tell you that I have done many, many, many of these deals. My clients have, I've never heard of a bank calling a loan due on a property that had a current, a current loan payment. Okay. The other thing is that most banks who make the loans actually hire a servicer to service those loans. And so the servicer who's servicing the loan just collects the payments and, and manages the balance and all of that. And so they have no idea that the payment is being made by somebody else, nor is there any benefit of that loan being paid off. And so usually those things will never cross. Could it happen? Could a loan get called due? Sure. At that point, you'd either have to sell the property or refinance. This is a calculated risk that I am willing to take. It's a calculated risk that my clients are willing to take. And so you have to say, hey, you know what? Uh, am I okay with that risk, right? I can tell you that I've never heard of anyone getting a loan called due on a payment that was current. So if you're willing to do that risk, you want to do 10 of these, build a, a net worth of a couple million bucks with some single family rentals with little to no risk, well, then this is the strategy for you. Of course, I'm not an attorney, so ask your attorney first before you do anything. My little disclaimer. I'll remind you, I'll review this. Right now, subject two is one of the best strategies for the upcoming year. A lot of people have lost some equity. They won't be able to sell, but they have the gold of the low interest rates. Two, three, 4% interest rates just sitting there. This stuff is gold. They're gonna have a hard time selling with, with a traditional realtor because they don't have enough equity in their property. That includes if they refinance, okay? You can take over those payments without assuming the loan. You could rent out that property and create cash flow. Okay, you're gonna make money four ways. Amortization, appreciation, depreciation, and cash flow. Most of your competitors won't see this. 
right? They're not going to be able to adapt. It's going to seem, quote unquote, too technical. It's super easy, okay? You're going to have to get past in your mind, why would a seller do this? A a lot of people will do this, right? Is the due on sale clause a risk? Sure. Is it a calculated risk that uh, I've seen very low in my lifetime? Yeah, there's risks in in all of business and anything awesome. There's going to be a little bit of risk there. But again, I've never seen it. I I just encourage people to do business the right way and should be a non-issue. Of course, you're going to have to decide that for yourself. One good property, just a reminder, can make you well over 200 grand uh, with little to no money up front and little to no risk. You do 10 of those, you're looking at a couple million bucks in net worth in 10 years. So my recommendation, if you like this, take massive action. If uh, you want to hook up with me in that Facebook group, go to wholesalinginggroup.com. Hit me up at Todd Toback, and I will talk to you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.